Here we are once again, coming back at you as we do every week, right in the dead center of the week, as a matter of fact. This is Jamie D and Big Newt. I'm Jamie D'Amico. He's Big Chris Newton. And we have a couple of games to talk to you about. We have the week that was with the Bills beating the Cleveland Browns in Detroit, of all places. And we have a game to talk about that's coming up again in Detroit against the Detroit Lions. Big Newt, it's Thanksgiving week. We have two games in four days. How you living, buddy? Hey, man, you know, at the Bills victory, you know, I'm always living large, man. And living large is just going to be the small part of it. I mean, it's Thanksgiving week, man. So, hey, you know how we're going to get down to Newton household. <laughs> Newton household. Now, you've <laughs> told me this is one of your favorite holidays of the year. It's football. It's food. It's family. And there's got to be some other Fs involved there, but I'm not going to talk about them. <laughs> Yeah, man. I love to eat, man. The in-laws are coming into town again, so, I mean, we're going to do it up, man. Eat, drink, and be merry. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Have fun in Richmond with the in-laws, and they're coming in from where? Florida? Yep, coming in from Tampa. Coming in ah. at 8 o'clock tonight. So, so but before we get going, how how is Jalen's broken leg? How's he doing? Well, he had a hairline fracture, so he's doing better, man. He uh getting acclimated and everything, so he's doing good. Spurs doing good and everything, so he's good. Thank you for asking. Ah, uh, you're welcome. You know, we're we're looking out for Jalen around here. He's a he's a good guy, that kid. Thanks, man. Um, That's very kind. So, Newt, the uh Buffalo Bills seem to have gotten it right after a few weeks of just not looking very good, even though they came out rather cold in the first quarter. That's understandable. They had a lot to deal with over the course of the week. 60, wait, 71 inches of snow, something ridiculous like that. And they just barely got out by the skin of their teeth on Saturday. Tell me, you, you've you done this in the past. You, you've played football. The off-the-field distractions, does it really make that big of a difference? And that's what, and it's funny that you bring that up because I was thinking about that the first half, like what would be my, you know, talking points on the pod? Would it have been a distraction if we would have lost that game? If we would have continued on? Did we have a slow start because of all the things that was going on? And everybody was like, well, Cleveland went through the same thing. No, it's, it's kind of different because we had 77 inches of snow. We didn't even know if we would even get Josh Allen to the airport. You know, yeah, right. So it's like they they basically had to do rescue missions to get guys like and I'm thinking in my mind, like people getting like, you know, like if it's like a flood or something and people got helicopters and get bringing them up and stuff. That's like that's what I'm thinking. It happened. Yeah. But shout out the Bills Mafia, man, digging guys out driveways out plowing snow to get them to the airport and off to Detroit. And so what made me think about it, and we talk about this game all the time, the Tennessee game during COVID, mm-hmm. you know, and it was like we didn't even know we was going to play that game. And Tennessee was like having practice in like two or three weeks, and they came and smacked us, remember? Yeah. And I was thinking to myself, I'm like, oh, we're going to win this game. They ain't practicing three weeks. And they came out there and beat us by 30 or something. So, right. um, so yes, to answer your question, um, I thought it could be a distraction. I think that's why we had a slow start. Uh, we were dealing with external things that Cleveland wasn't, but that is no excuse. We cleaned it up, and we we got a clutch win. 
I'm 100% with you that it was not the same for Cleveland as it was Buffalo because Cleveland was going to be playing on the road no matter what. Regardless. Yes. Oh. It was just a matter of does do they take a bus to Buffalo or a bus to Detroit? Or maybe they were flying. I don't know. But either way, the only difference is – you know, what city were they in when they stepped off the plane? It was right. going to be a short trip. Either way, they're going right. to be in the visitor locker room. Either way, just in this case, they happened to play in better weather. Now, that was most likely to the Bills' advantage that they were playing in the dome away from the elements because I have to admit, yes. I was concerned about what was going to happen with Buffalo having so many injuries on defense, the run defense not looking great, and then you've got Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt going to Buffalo behind a good offensive line. And it was like, oh, God, if it's sloppy out there, they might push the Bills defensive line around. That I I would say the Bills defense acquitted themselves pretty well, and it certainly was to their advantage that conditions were dry. And and it's funny because there is a couple things on this, but – Jalen was like, man, it would have been cool to play in the snow. And I'm like, son, I don't think you could play in six feet of snow. No, man, we can't all this stuff. But the way we ran the football, because I, I don't want to play in the snow, because why? If you play in the snow, you better be running the football. But we did. We did. Right. So, I mean, maybe it would have been okay if we would have played in the snow. Remember that snow game? Uh, Shady McCoy ran all over the uh, the Colts in yep. the snow. Nathan Peterman got himself a win. Yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. That that game went to overtime too, didn't it? Didn't yeah, it did. The yeah. Snowvertime game. Yes. Yes, for sure. So uh yeah, and it's funny because I was talking to my uh friend Joe Johnson played for the Saints and uh this weekend he went back to New Orleans. He lives in Atlanta now and he went back to New Orleans. They flew him down there to be the, you know, honorary captain. And so I talked to him the night before he was at the Pelicans game. And, uh, you know, they brought him down there. And I guess they do the who that chant before the game. You know, you know, like ring the bell. You know how you bring a player out before the game, whatever. And he yeah. was like, Newt, man, I've been meaning to call you. And I was like, what are you talking about? He was like, man, what's this about y'all not playing in Buffalo, man? Y'all going. <laughs> ah, like you have something to do with it. <laughs> He's he was like, he was like, what's this about y'all not playing, but y'all going to Detroit? And I'm like, yeah, man, we got six feet of snow. He was like, man, no, no. And so it was so funny. He was like, man, like in my day, like he just didn't retire like 15 years ago. In my day, and I'm like, oh, my God, this dude trying to sound like Larry Zonka and all these dudes. Like he played in the 60s <laughs> 70s, you know what I'm saying? Was yeah. Like, I'm I, you know, it's funny. My, my wife actually made the statement uh, that, she never in her life has thought of going to Detroit as a place where the weather is going to be better. Be better. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so it was like, you know, he was like, man, I'm telling you, man, this league getting soft. Newt is getting soft. And I'm like, no, Joe, they, this was necessary, bro. Like, well, dude, there, there was a travel ban. Right. Like the travel, it would have just been dangerous to try to do that. So I think that was very responsible. And I'm glad we were able to do it. Absolutely. And uh, I'm glad that it didn't result in a Bills loss because if there's one thing I hate, it's people that make constant excuses for their team. And yeah, that was inconvenient, but you got to rally. Right. You got to show up and you got to play. And fortunately, the Bills did that. Yes, we did. 
Am I too hard on other fans? Yeah, because you think they're snobs and you feel like we're the best. Well, I'm, I'm talking about like other Bills fans. Like, am, am I too hard on them? Like when they say, oh, it was the refs, it was the conditions, it was the injuries, it was this, it was that. And I'm always like, no, stop it. Like, I don't want to hear it. Mm. No, because we know some of us go off emotion. Yeah, okay. And, and, and you really don't. You're not the emotional fan. I mean, through our friendship, I feel like I would, I've been more of the emotional fan before you. Yeah, I think that's I think that's accurate. You were, you've been always re- realistic, Reggie. But the thing is, you know, during the playoff drought, I feel like the Bills really beat it out of me. Like the the emotion, like I couldn't have any toward them because they were going to finish like with four or five wins, and they weren't going to be good enough to get the top pick, and they weren't going to or they weren't going to be bad enough to get the top pick, and they weren't going to be good enough to make the playoffs. So it was like this never ending purgatory that was mind numbing and i'm just like no i'm just they're not going to bother me anymore screw that that's your defense mechanism and that's understandable we're all cousins in this man you know you and your brothers this is going to be a different relationship we're all cousins so you know we're 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 kinfolk but it's like you might be a little different over there on that side and look at things different so it's understandable (laughs) <laughs> because right now everybody's looking like, oh, what's wrong with Josh Allen? Like, we should find another quarterback. What? <laughs> oh God, yeah. You listen to the post game, dude. Listen to the talking heads. People are calling in mad, and it could be some of our some of our listeners, and some of them have a point. We were Super Bowl favorites. We're Super yeah. Bowl favorites, and to not even be leading our division at this point. And well, like I said, and like I said, he was envied, and it's probably not fair to him because McDermott talked about it. Yeah, first half he wasn't on point, but he fixed it and straightened up. We got the win. But now you see, like hurts. Like the thing about it is, I was going to talk about this later, but since we're on it now, Tua looks the part right now. He hurts does. looks the part right now. Yep. And it's kind of like, okay, this is supposed to be Josh Allen time, but you're going to let young guys come and get it before you? You, you? you see what I'm saying? So that's not good. And and I'm not saying it's all his fault. It could be our receiving core. It could be some of it is our receiving core. Some of it could be Ken Dorsey. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead. I, I think we need to get into this a little bit because Josh Allen had a better day. He started off slowly. He had a better day. He really came around after his touchdown pass to Stefan Diggs. Before that, he was not good. So that, you know, that sort of continues the trend that we've seen. And I have to tell you, Newt, he's in his head. We've talked about this. Dude's in his head. He's thinking too much. But specifically, it's affecting his mechanics. He's not just throwing the ball. He's he's not believing what he's seeing on the field right now. He's playing without confidence. That's why you see him double clutching. It's mm-hmm. why you see him wind up to throw it long and then he dumps it off short. It's you know, it's why when you saw him throw that touchdown digs, 
he wound himself up and after the throw spun around and fell on the ground. That is not proper mechanics, my friend. <laughs> right, right. I could, I understand that. But when you're one of the lead leaders in interceptions, I mean, you know, we always talk about seeing ghosts. Yep. Okay. And so when you're leading the league in interceptions, you're going to second guess yourself, you know? Yep. But I, my thing is, and I, and I keep talking about this, I think I talk about this once every couple of weeks. You could throw interceptions and still win a Super Bowl as sure. Brent Favre, mm-hmm. right? Okay. But I would much rather throw a lot of interceptions than somebody who throw a ton of yards than somebody who don't throw a bunch of yards and and protect the ball. Mm-hmm. You know, so this is what we asked for. When Tyrod Taylor was our quarterback, this is what we asked for. So, <laughs> I mean, he's telling you the truth. So, I, I'm okay with it. He's not going to play perfect every time. But when he doesn't play perfect, then what needs to happen? The run game needs to pick up, and that's what happened this week. Right. And if we're being honest, quarterbacks cannot be consistently reliable unless they have a consistently reliable running game. And I'm not even saying that they got to run the ball half the time and put up major yardage. They just need to be able to count on it at certain times during the game. There's certain times you need to control the ball. You need to control the clock. You need to do something that is... uh, very low risk may not need more than two or three yards, but you have to be able to get that two or three yards consistently. And you're seeing Kansas city do that right now. And let's be honest that offense, when they need to turn it on, they do. And I know it's entirely built around Patrick Mahomes. Right. Do get some yardage (laughs) at the right times. Yes. He's a gamer, but yeah, I agree with that to a certain extent. You want to be able to run the football to control the clock. But mm-hmm. with the way our defense, see, I look at it in phases of the game. If we could throw for a ton of yards and our defense plays the way it was playing early in the year, then you don't you could still win without the running game. Sure. But see, now our defense is starting to come back down to earth. So now, yes, then we got to fall back on, hey, protect the ball, run the clock, run the ball, boom, you know, stay in front of the sticks, you know. Because our defense is not playing – our defense fell to the middle of the pack. So we need the running game now, not just with Josh Allen, but you need it from your running backs. And that's what it looks like. Our running stable looks wonderful right now. Singletary and uh, the rookie both had eighty over 85 yards rushing. Um, Cook averaging almost eight yards a pop. So he's looking like the second-round pick and what mm-hmm. we've been wanting from him. Yeah. So the defense, yeah. Coming down to earth, and I'm about to contradict myself. Is this to be expected when you are missing so many starters? When you have two all pros that are not in the game, a first round pick that is injured, and Kyer Elam, you've got a Pro Bowl, um, a, a Pro Bowl linebacker. You've got your starting defensive end who is, by all intents and purposes, the best. Best run defending defensive end in the NFL right now. You have your second string defensive end who's also out injured. At this point, can you say, yeah, I get it. Like they're they're just not going to be as good as they were. 
I don't think you're contradicting yourself. You're being real. Once again, you're being realistic, Reggie. That's the facts. All right. So the defense, if you lose, and, and you're going to say, well, everybody has injuries. We're halfway through the season. But when you missing that many people off your defense, right? And arguably, once again, T. White, not he's not there yet. Hopefully, he could come back soon. We don't know what's going on with that. Because um, callers are like, they're like, well, when is he coming back? Why ain't he playing? If he's healthy, I mean, I go on buffalobills.com and see him running around. He needs to play. No, no, he doesn't. He, mm. he needs to play when he's healthy, when he's confident and healthy. So I, I'm, if, as long as he's here by the playoffs, I'm good. I, I think you know. I'm with you on that. I'd like to see him get a couple of weeks under his belt so he can get his timing back because game timing is totally different than practice timing, right? Right. Right. It so, Well, when I say back for the playoffs, hopefully he plays a couple of games before that. But I'm just saying, just because he's not playing now, that doesn't bother me. Even, okay. though, even though we've had injuries in the secondary. You right. know, Bedford missed a little while. Elam's out. So, I mean, I understand, but no. I want him to come back right. So, yeah, yeah, it's about the it's about the long term benefit, not not the short term. Right. And I I know you hate to see the team lose. We we all hate to see the team lose, but there's there's a long game in here, is there not? Yeah, yeah. Like we say every week, man, this is not a sprint; it's a marathon. So. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, um, like when we, you and I talked off air about this, hopefully we're going to be 100% or close to 100% come playoff time. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so that's what we hope. The offense is something that I wanted to talk about because they really changed up their personnel a little bit. They mm-hmm. ran the ball really well, and they did it often by having an extra body on the field that was not a receiver. They went too wide. I think uh, something like 48% of the game, 43% of the game seemed to make a difference on the ground. You had had James Cook going eight yards a carry. Devin Singletary also got himself 86 yards matching James Cook, uh, doing it on more carries. I I think he had like 11 of them. Uh, But but the offense was doing exactly what I said you needed to do the ball, which was to run in important situations. They chewed up the clock. They kept the ball out of the Cleveland Browns' hands. I was so happy to see it, Newt. Hey, did we already talk about this, or was that the first time? Yeah, you got to tell our listeners, this is like the third time we're recording this. So we've we've been having technical technical difficulties because somebody had to go to Rochester and bring his work computer. So somebody, I guess that was me. Wasn't it? Well, it ain't the big guy. It's the smaller guy. (laughs) Everybody usually blames the big guy. (laughs) Exactly. But we did not talk about the bills running offense. Did we? No. Okay, cool. Well, anyway, a big thing that they were doing is when James Cook was on the field, you saw Naheem Hines split out as a receiver along with uh, Khalil Shakir and Gabe Davis on the field. Strange. Strange lineup. It is, and it could be because they saw something something unique in their defense. 
Um, and it's good to make an adjustment and take advantage of it. Yep. I also want to give a shout out to Dawson Knox for getting a little bit more involved in the game. He had a couple of catches downfield. And that gets me wondering, the Detroit Lions are ranked 31st in overall defense. I know it's only a few days after the game against the Browns, but are these the two games that the Bills needed to get back on track? I believe so, man. You got to take advantage of that, man. But I don't know. I feel like with the Detroit Lions, it's more to the story because they're on a what? Two or three game winning streak now? Is it that many? Yeah. And they I took down the so. Giants who have been good yeah, this, this season. Is, they they beat the Packers, the Bears, and the Giants. And they, they whooped the Giants in New York. And I got to apologize to one of my good friends, Jason Williams. I He went to New York this weekend. I'm like, because he went to the Penn State game. I'm like, man, you need to take your son to the Giants game, man. And I looked for tickets for him on StubHub, and they were, like, very expensive. And he was like, you know what, Newt, you're right. I'm like, man, yeah, y'all enjoy that. You'll never forget it. And they're going to win. Man, they got whooped, man. I, like, I apologize, bro. I apologize. You took yourself to his first Giants game, and they lost like that. Man, is there anybody, though, that isn't happy for Dan Campbell? If you, anybody who especially watched uh, the uh, show on HBO. Um, oh, Hard Knocks. Hard yeah, Knocks, Dan Campbell, yeah. the, the head coach of the Detroit Lions, just seems like seems like a, a dude you want to hang out with, doesn't he? Man, he got, um, I don't know how many of our listeners watched him, man, but this dude out there, because he used to play in the NFL. He was a tight end, I think. And he's all ripped and jacked and stuff. He out there doing burpees with the team, and they mess up, and he doing the sprints with them and stuff. So, <laughs> yeah, man, I mean, you want to think that your coach is a reflection of the team and vice versa. So, yeah, I mean, they won the last three games. I mean, I know they only got four wins and a lot of losses, man, but this is definitely something that we need, we don't need to overlook. But, yes, to answer your question, um, Detroit is one of the last teams in defense, so hopefully we can get on track and take advantage of it. We need the old Josh Allen back. Mm-hmm. What's it going to take for him to get there, though? Like I said before, man, I don't know if it's necessarily just him. It could be the elbow. I know today they practiced, and uh, Sal said that it was the first time since the injury that he's practiced and thrown without some kind of contraption on his arm. And so he looked like he's been restricted. Um, so it could be the personnel, man. You see, did you see during the game, Stefan Diggs, man, he was he was getting upset, man. He ain't getting no targets. You know, the first half of the game. Like I, I found that to be pretty interesting. Uh, he went right over to McDermott, and the thing was, you could tell he wasn't being an ass about it. Right. Like he was saying his piece, but he was also staying calm the whole time. And you could tell that McDermott was kind of giving him the whole, I hear you, man. I hear you. Just be patient. Hang in there. And you could tell by Diggs' body language, like he calmed down when McDermott was talking to him. Right. That's that's what a leader does. And that was I, cool to see. I agree. And then what happened? A couple, day, a couple, a couple plays later, he got in the back of the end zone. He toe-tapped the back of the end zone, touchdown. Also, it was kind of ridiculous how wide open he was on that play. Like, if there's one player you have to make sure doesn't get open, it's Stefan Diggs. 
Right. Right. <laughs> like, but, okay. I, I, I was thinking they're probably double covering him and that's why they're not throwing it to him. Well, then he was not covered by anyone. What the hell? Yeah, that that was that was a mess up on the Cleveland defense part. Well, maybe that was the whole game plan to lull them to sleep and leave them wide open for a touchdown. No, <laughs> we can get a first down, dude. It was horrific that first half. And like I said, maybe it was external. If you're thinking about seven, six feet of snow at your house. What about the guys that got wives, kids? You worried about them. And once again, I know this is their job and you can't, but you can't. I mean, that's natural, you know? Mm-hmm. So it just took us a uh, a half to get our bearings and then get back to Buffalo Bills football. And so talking to Sean McDermott about it after the game, because people was like, and I said it too, and that's why I like to listen to post game, hear what the coaches say. But I was thinking like, why don't you just stay there? I mean, we play four days later. Why would you go back and have to worry about, you know, digging yourself out? And so Sean McDermott said, because I wanted to keep the schedule as natural as possible. So they came Hmm. back Sunday evening, and then you get to sleep in your bed Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and you leave Wednesday for the game. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense. And especially since the weather's not going to get worse. I mean, the snow that's there just got to get plowed. Right. So that that made sense, and I'm glad they asked them that because I was everybody asked me like, why you just don't stay there? Why would you go back to where you just got rescued from? Because right. you want to be in your bed and you got to check up on your family. And I didn't even consider that part of like the family aspect of it. Like, is everybody all right? You guys okay? You know, what do you need? And the neighbors too. Like, it's not it's not just you you and yourself in, in most cases. Right. And shout out to Bills Mafia, man. Once again, we're incredible. Just uh, everybody lent the hand to get the players. Like, um, I read that Josh Allen neighbors, because he, I guess he, I imagine he got a big old mansion somewhere with a long driveway. So neighbors came and plowed his driveway. And he said that there's no way he would have gotten out if uh, not for the help of his neighbors. I wonder what what kind of rig his neighbor had that he could move six feet of snow because like you, you run of the mill snow plow which is attached to a, a pickup truck i don't know how much damage it can do <laughs> when you've I got know. that much and it's like where do you put it you know well, that's like, the other thing yeah so the logistics i don't know man but thank god they were able to get there man and and uh, get a dub. And, and Sean McDermott acknowledged it. He's like, hey, man, this is for the city of Buffalo, man. Thank you. You know? Because mm-hmm. that could have went the other way. And that would I ain't going to say it would have been catastrophic, but it would have been bad looking at three losses in a row. So, Yeah. And, again, going back to Detroit against a Detroit team that doesn't have a good defense but seemed to really turn it on against the the Giants in, over the past couple of weeks, I think that they are going to end up being a team that by the end of the season people don't want to face because they're, they're steadily improving right now. But they're going to take a step back against the Bills. They, they were talking about it in their post-game celebration. They're like, hey, we got a tough one coming to town this week. So they, they know what they got lying ahead of them. And honestly, the Bills have more talent. The Bills are going to win this game. 
Okay. <laughs> you don't sound confident. <laughs> I mean, I, I think we need to get on track, but it, the whole thing about it, man, it's not fair. I say this every week. It's not fair, but it, it's on Josh Allen. It's on Josh Allen, man. And it's like the last how many games now? He's been pedestrian. Now, granted, yeah. the second half of the Cleveland game, he looked good. He was you know? good, yeah. He looked good. But it's like the way this team is built, and especially now, like we talked about, the defense is just playing okay. You know, defense right now is in the middle of the pack of the NFL. That's because, right. like we said, we got a lot of injuries. Not making excuses, but that's just statistically, that's what it is. So – if you're telling me that Josh Allen, like if you tell me Josh Allen goes out there and plays like Josh Allen, yeah, we're going to win this game. But when was the last time we seen Josh Allen? Well, for a whole for a whole game. For a whole for, game. Okay. A whole it's game. Been like since week seven. But Okay. So I don't know. So what I'm saying is I don't know. I can't, you know, I I don't know. <laughs> Because my thing is, if he didn't come out of the funk, we would have lost to Cleveland. I know it's ifs and buts, but I, I, I don't know. If you tell me Josh Allen shows up, yes, we're going to beat Detroit. And I'm telling you, Josh Allen is going to show up, and the Bills are going to put up over 30 points, and the defense is going to hold them to probably fewer than 20 points, and this is going to be a great kickoff to Thanksgiving. Look at that optimistic Jamie. I like you. I, you know me. I don't typically talk like this, but I, I'm really feeling it this time. I see. I guess because you back at home, you back in your 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 house that you grew up in and making your own bed, your, your, your old bed with your lovely wife. I guess you feeling nostalgic, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Usually you negative, Nancy, and I, you know what I'm saying? And I'm realistic Reggie, I guess. So, okay. Right. I, I I know. I know, but I'm I'm feeling it. I'm, I'm ready to go. I am fired up and I want to like, give a woo like Tim Settle did when he joined the Buffalo Bills. Like I feel like we saw Josh Allen turn the corner and if he can just like have a little bit more confidence and pay attention to his mechanics, he's got this. He's got this. And then you've got Devin Singletary running the ball better. You've got a defense that is treading water right now, but hopefully they're going to start getting people back. I mean, they're, they're ready for this. Okay. And somebody on the Buffalo Bills is going to be chomping a turkey leg in the postgame interview. <laughs> so you believe, <laughs> all right? Sounds good to me. All right. Well, that's what I got. <laughs> so what what's going to be part of your Thanksgiving dinner? What are you looking for most forward to? Okay, I don't... I don't love turkey in and of itself. It's not it's not one of the tastier birds out there. But I, I get the tradition <laughs> and stuff. I look forward to the stuffing. All right. That is okay. what excites me. And I love apple and pumpkin pie, both of them. Okay. All right. What about you? I, I mean, I'm 400 pounds, man. I look forward to it all. I love the stuffing. <laughs> I love the turkey with the gravy. I love the mac and cheese. I my my collard greens. Oh man, I can't wait. 
And then pies. I got sweet potato pie. I got pumpkin pie and apple pie. I'm looking forward to it all. And then it's like, okay, we're going to watch the Bills play, then eat dinner, and then watch more. After we win, watch more football, eat some more. Like, oh, yeah, I'm just looking forward to it all. I I am going to be seeing my new niece, who's going to be two weeks old on Thanksgiving Day. Nice. Nice. What's her name? Ellie. Her, her name is Eleanor. They're calling her Ellie. And every photo I've seen of her since the swelling has gone down after birth, she is absolutely beautiful. Well, so shout out to my brother, Mark, and his wife, Angela. Congratulations to them for their first child being born. We got to get now. Your brother obviously is a Bills fan. Huge Bills fan. Good. So look, Ellie's going to have a little Bills cheerleading outfit and all that cute stuff. Maybe at least a bib. How about a Bills bib? It's already been purchased, buddy. <laughs> That's what I like. And the cheerleading outfit. Oh, and everything man. else you can imagine. <laughs> little booties and stuff. Oh, my God. I love it. Yep. I love little kids, man. I know it's hard. It's more work, but, man, I love them. It's well, so man, you've got a couple of your own. You were a teacher. Of course you like it. Like no, I'm talking about like little babies. I'm talking about oh, when, babies. You, when you give them a bath and you put the little baby uh, lotion on them to smell. And I, you know, I like them when they're babies. That's, that's why I'm saying I know it's hard work at this point, you know, but I don't know. So and then how I, you see them develop is so cute. I, I realize that it's something that isn't talked about terribly often, but I love babies too. And it is pretty rare for two dudes to sit there talking about how much they like little babies. And here we are (laughs) (laughs) on our pod talking about how much we like little babies. Oh, we are such softies. I know. I know. (laughs) But at least you get to be home with your family and everything. I actually just left St. Louis. I flew back last night. You did? Back to Virginia, yeah. Um, my aunt passed away. Wanda oh, Lyles, rest in peace. So one of my so mom's sorry. five sisters. Thank you. Uh, one of my mom's five sisters passed away. So I flew to St. Louis last week to watch over my dad, who got on early onset of Alzheimer's. And uh, she flew ahead. And she went ahead and flew to Detroit for the funeral to bury her sister. So I returned oh, last night. Challenging. Yeah. Yeah. And so I returned last night, and uh, yeah, I, I was watching the game in St. Louis so, with, with my old man. So, In his yeah. boom-boom room. In the boom-boom. Still smoking them squares, yep. <laughs> <laughs> smoking them darts. Yep. Like they're going out of style, right? Yeah, smoked you out, man. It's like I ain't used my eyes was watering this. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It was so <laughs> but, yeah. But so yeah, I was in St. Louis for that. So, and it's weird because it was like because uh, my mom flew to Detroit, and it was like, wait a minute, we got the game moved to Detroit, and I'm like, look here, pop, we might have to pack up and go up there. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, I was thinking about it. I was like, oh, we gotta go, man. Shoot, he would have been hell on wheels to deal with, but to see the bills, I would have did it, man. Yeah, man, you uh, you are dedicated that way. Um, and so I've been texting with uh, Chatella, man. She says she's up there. She, I guess she's going to spend the week, our friend from the D.C. Bills backers. Yeah. Chatella Winters. So I've been texting her, and uh, I think she's spending the week up there. I was asking her, like, how was it, you know, the atmosphere and stuff. Because on TV, I think they said it was probably, what, 
Bills mm-hmm. fans, and she was like, "Yeah, probably sixty forty, maybe seventy 30. And so and Cleveland's pretty close. I mean, that's not yeah. a long drive if you're in Cleveland. And, and that's what she said. She was like, considering the difference to Cleveland, she was surprised it wasn't more Cleveland Browns fans there. And I was like, yeah, that's probably because of the three wins or whatnot. If they had more wins and felt like it was more of a game, they probably would have made the track to come. So, But she said it was awesome. It was great. So she had fun, and as she always do. And as I always say, man, I, I want to be her when I grow up, man, because she, she gets it, man. <laughs> I, I've goes. hung out with her uh, on a road game before, and she knows all the people that travel regularly for uh, for the Bills games. They've got quite a little community uh, of right. people that all know each other just from showing <laughs> up to road games. And exactly. I think that's awesome. That, exactly. it's, that's amazing. Just a, another example of how awesome Bills Mafia is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was with her uh, when we played in Atlanta. I know that was years ago now. Mm-hmm. When we played in Atlanta. Tyrod Taylor actually won that game. And, oh, uh, yeah. And I got to hang out with her and her sister and everything. It was me and my friends. So, yeah, I mean, she goes, man. I mean, she gets it. That's why I'm like, she's for real, dude. Like, <laughs> we just do maybe one game a year or something. No, nah, man, she gets out. <laughs> she's for real, dude. Yeah, man. So, uh, anything else on your mind? Uh, no, nothing but that turkey I'm about to baste. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, it's been a Bill's victory, so it's time for you to give us a song, buddy. Happy holidays. Enjoy it. Love up your family, man. You never know how long they're going to be here. So, hopefully we get a win this week against the Detroit Lions and big win this week against the Browns. Hey, 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 hey. Let's go, Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> 